off and running. This is Tyler. Welcome to We Should Start a Podcast. This is my co-host, Nick. Nick, say hi. Hi. So we are in episode two, and I just want to start this off by saying this is going to be so much better than episode one. It is. And the reason for that is because we actually have a plan. We have yeah. an outline. We're not we have flying s- by the seat of our pants <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, no, and... Uh, I didn't spend all day tiling today, although I did start at 3 a.m. and it's now 7.30. I got a good nap in there, so I think I'm okay. But um, yeah, we have a plan. We have an outline. We have segments. It's going to be good. So and, and to top if it, off, it sounds in, like you're in a much better mood this time, too. Oh, I'm so excited. I spent all day prepping for this. Um, some of the time that I probably should have been doing work at my job, but... Um, Yes, I'm, I'm much more prepared. Yeah, well, nobody that is going to listen to this. So, um, <laughs> that attitude there. I can just, I can just air it out. Um, yeah, so we've got we've got a script here, and I think we're going to cut some of this stuff as we go. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be cool with a little little format. Yeah. So, um, first off, we're going to start off with some introductions because we didn't really do that in the last episode. Um, Nick, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. I, I'm Nick. Um, I used to work uh, with Tyler. Um, I like to spend my days with my dog and uh, doing jujitsu and, and trying not to work as much as possible. All right. Um, I'm, my name is Tyler, as we've established, and I, uh, I live in the Seattle area, Tacoma specifically, but I work in Seattle. Um, I am a commercial electrician. I have a wife and two daughters, and all three of them are beautiful. So uh, life isn't too terrible, uh, except for when I work too much, which is one of the things this podcast is trying to help me with and uh, maybe potentially help you with if you're listening. Um, so yeah, uh, we can be reached if you want to get a hold of us or send us suggestions or comments on the podcast. Uh, at our email address, um, it's Tyler at we should start a podcast.com or Nick at we should start a podcast.com and just send us a message. Let us know how much you like us or how much you hate us. You know, we're, we're open to everything. Yeah. So. Anything, anything's good. We just want to get emails. Yes. <laughs> we're so lonely. We'll even take spam at this point. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten any, uh, penis enlargement pill ads lately. So, uh, not that I need it, but you know. <laughs> so, all right, cool. That's just a, a so moving that's on. That's just a baseline for Tyler's, legitimate email Tyler's addresses. Issues got going on, but uh, <laughs> okay. we, won't, we won't dive too deep into that. Um, so let, yeah, let's no, start out with our our uh, our drink of the of the week. Um, not that oh, we know yes. this will be a weekly thing, but um, I will start eventually. I, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I do drink every week at least. Uh, but in terms of, of today, I'm drinking a fine, I don't know how it's pronounced, Malbec? Malbec? It's an Argent, Argent, Argentine wine. It's a red wine. It's fine. It's fruity. Um, and I really like it. So that's what I'm drinking, mainly because I didn't have time to stop for anything. But um, And we happened to have it from a, a Hanukkah party that Sydney went to. So I digress. You know what? I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, because you know what? Red wine is actually pretty good. I enjoy red wine myself. It's good for you. Um, if it was a white wine, um, I would no, probably make you dump no, it out no, and no, pick no, something no, else. No. But no, red wine's good. So 
Uh, I am drinking a citrus. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm more of a like a Cabernet Syrah person myself. But, Oof, I don't know but, if I'm into that. Oh, really? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think wine, even with beer, you have to have them in front of you to A-B them to really say whether, you know, you like them or not. I mean, not that you like them, but really to tell the differences between them. I need to have a bunch of different red wines in front of me to go, yeah, I like this one, and this one's better, and now, you know, so I, I'm sure I'd like it just fine, but I should I should, I should have, a, like, a flight, a flight of wine. Okay, well, I support that. Drink drink, drink a ton of wine and then tell me how it goes. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking a citrus IPA from No Lie Brewing in Spokane, and it is delicious. I... I enjoy the citrus IPAs, and this one's got, I think, some orange peel in it. It's it's very, very tasty. So Good choice. Actually, I yeah. I will drop an IPA I had the other night. Um, it was, it's from, a, oh, man, I want to say Fremont Brewing. It's the Mod Pod. It's, okay, uh, it's I think like, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, all right. it's got the cool um, orca and, like, the native art yeah 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 um it's actually it, the little story on the on the side of it talks about how it was in uh it's in like it's a an honorable beer for uh an orca in j-pod that was a resident of the puget sound and she lived to like 107 years old or something like that so it's kind of cool i got all warm and fuzzy i was drinking the beer and and it also had hints of like tangerine or citrus something like that i love it i love it I, I I've tried a few times to go to uh, see orcas in Puget Sound and unsuccessfully. Oh, dude! Um, I got a like, story. It, it, I got a story about no, this. No, please. My wife's gonna be so mad. That's like her dream, and we've tried a couple times and haven't haven't seen them. Oh no! I want to tell so, you the story. This was actually okay. wasn't the script, but it makes sense to talk about it. I want to. We're going off script here. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Be, beware. It's kind of listener it, beware. Get used to it, actually. <laughs> so I went. Yeah, on a little it's not a script. Trip. It's an outline. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough, we can, rough outline. Um, rough outline. Yeah, so I was on a fishing trip with a, with a buddy, a couple of buddies, and um, we left through uh, Anna. No, I'm sorry, not Anacortes, um, Camino Island, and we went up through Deception Pass. You know where that's at, right? And yeah. um, we went out to. So we ended up going out to Friday Harbor. On the way home, we were coming back. Uh, you can go a different, a couple of different ways, but we went like the open, quote unquote, the open ocean way, which is just kind of you're not running in between the islands. You're on the outside. And uh, mm-hmm. we came a bunch of, across a bunch of uh, whale watching boats. And we're like, what's going on here? And it turns out there are some... Uh, were, you in a, were, you in a private, were you in a private yeah, boat? Yeah, my buddy, my buddy's boat, yeah. Um, okay, I missed and, that. And, he, uh, and so we're driving by, and there's like these gray whales further out to the right of us, or uh, should I say to our starboard. And then um, to our port side, Ooh. all of a sudden, <laughs> this pod of orcas shows up. And they're literally nice. like 25 yards away from us. And um, so we, you know, do the whole thing, try to kill our motor and get out of the way. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we didn't really know this is where we ended up. Even cooler, about 30 minutes driving back through Deception Pass. And we're, we're going, we, we, we have to go underneath the bridge and go right through that little narrow stretch. And... All of a sudden, as we're starting to go through, we're at the point of no return because the current's pulling us and, you know, we're getting right underneath the bridge. We see six orcas surface coming right at us underneath. In no that way. Same, yeah, same little inlet underneath the, 
the session pass and we're like, oh man. So we, you know, again, you kill the engine, you just got to try to float. And dude, I was freaking out because like these things are huge and they're coming right at us. And, you know, they're either going to go right under us and they can flip their tail or I don't know, man. I was kind of irrational. And so we go right over and we pass this big rock once you get underneath this bridge. And all of a sudden there's this giant whale watching boat. And we're like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> and, the, and we had like the best view of the whales that came right underneath us. And it was it was crazy, man. It was cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm was, actually cool. super excited to hear that story. Probably more than uh, is coming through in my my inflections. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, tell your no, wife. That's, that's Don't act- tell your wife. She'll that's amazing. Yeah, well, she'll, she'll know. She'll know soon enough. No, I'm not going to cut it out. That's a good story. So uh, one thing that we forgot to say at the beginning um, is that we apparently love orca whales, but also that this podcast is called We Should Start a Podcast. And I want to say that this is not a how to start a podcast right. podcast. Right. This is just a like documentation of us trying to start a podcast so yeah you get to you get to yeah you get to just like come along with us in our journey of trying to figure this thing out but um is if you're coming here if you're here to learn things you're not gonna learn nothing. it's probably it's probably gonna be minimal yeah <laughs> actually no that's not true not to click you know on you subscribe. will learn stuff you will you will learn stuff but it will be later in the podcast and we'll have nothing to do with actually podcasting so I mean, we can give you guys tips when we figure it out, um, and that'll be more of a, um, you know, we figured out how not to have technical difficulties, uh, and right, we right, can right. drop those little those little breadcrumbs down. But ultimately, yeah, this is not a tutorial. This is just us, you know, figuring out how to how to do a podcast and 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 how to really navigate the waters of entertaining people. Right, and uh, a tip for the day on podcasting is. Uh, maybe take some time before you're scheduled to podcast and figure out your Wi-Fi. Make sure uh, it's working. You, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving right, on. Moving so, on. <laughs> <laughs> next, next segment. We got segments. So the first one was usually it's entitled "We Should Drink a Beer," but only one of us has a beer, so it was uh, impromptuly changed to "We, we should, should Have drink. a Drink." So, yep. and we did. So number two of the day is the we should start a podcast work-life balance tip of the week and nick you were it was your turn this week to to do that so what do, what do you have for us you know I, I was gonna do a bunch of research and and figure out you know try to sound all smart but ultimately what i've learned from personal experience not just for myself but with other people that i work alongside that especially when you're really committed to what you're doing or you've got a lot of projects running around. Honestly, it sounds super cliche, but try to be really mindful about what you're taking on and what you're giving back to yourself. And if that even takes a couple of times throughout the day, just sit down and take deep, deep breaths for, you know, 15, 20 seconds and just be in the present. It, it surprisingly, it actually has a really good effect on at least the next 20 minutes after you do that, if not the rest of the day, if you continue to break it up and be mindful about that. So I want to say, you know, take the time, be acknowledge when you feel like you're getting swamped, take a step back, breathe, and then keep charging through the day. I love it. Um, I definitely need to do that. And, uh, you know, moving forward between now and the next podcast, I'm going to, on days that I'm 
doing extra stuff, I'm going to try to do that. And now I'll report back to see how that goes. Yeah, just sit in the van. No one can bother you in the van. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I can lock the doors. <laughs> People can't get in. Um, so uh, to people that don't know what that means, uh, I'm an electrician, so I have a, I have a service van. So I don't have like a, a minivan. Not, I just want to make that yeah, clear. Yeah, it's not like a weird tinted <laughs> out van with the wizard on the side. But that oh, would be that'd cool. that would be sweet, though. <laughs> I would love that. I don't think uh, my company would go for it, though. So... What we're doing here is we're, we have these segments and we're trying to tie them all back into our work, work life balance, but we're also trying to make this podcast listenable and interesting and fun. So, um, the, we should have a drink segment is, is, you know, just a nod to the very easy way of relaxing and, and getting a little responsibly. Of, yeah, responsibly. responsibly. <laughs> Let's do it responsibly. Yes. Um, getting a little bit of that that stress relief that is just the the old school way of doing it um but but do it responsibly that's that we definitely advocate responsible drinking so uh and then the work-life balance tip of the week even if this podcast doesn't come out weekly that's still what it's going to be called um because you can do we're it working weekly. there you can do it daily you can, you can do it weekly we'll figure that yeah, out. that'll I, be a work in progress kind of thing i think we can figure yeah we're out. we're we're currently, I think we're going at a month in between episodes, but um, we're we're trying to help that out. Like, yeah. we'll get the next one out in hopefully next couple weeks. Although it's Christmas coming up, so that's going to throw a wrench in the gear. I got some time off. I don't know about you, Nick, but um, we might be able to th- work something in there. We'll talk behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Th- let's, let's not. They don't need to hear about this, all this no, stuff. No, they don't need to hear about that. All right. So, segment number three. Uh, this one's entitled we should get out more and this is just to help people come up with ideas on just just doing something just do something every week at least with with friends or a loved one and this is just where we share something that we've done the last week that you know was relaxing and had and it was fun so um, i'll go first this time yeah you should start this one uh so this saturday um my wife and I decided to, we live, um, in, in Tacoma and there's a street in Tacoma called sixth Avenue and we love sixth Avenue. It's got bars and restaurants and shops and, and we don't live too far from it. So we decided to take a walk, mm. put the kids, put the baby in the stroller. Um, the older one can walk herself and we walked down to sixth Avenue. And first thing we did was we went to the record store. And we picked up a couple Christmas albums, and I got, um, I bought myself a Queen album. I had my first Queen vinyl album, because I saw the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, which was amazing. I know it's not entirely accurate, but um, I love the music of Queen enough to really just get into the movie anyway. So it's good to hear, because we're going to go see that too, so. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, If you you love Queen, you'll like the movie, unless you're... A total history snob and you'd be like that's not what happened no nah, no nah, you're talking the wrong guy okay yeah no it was it was fun so um i got a queen album when we got uh, a couple christmas albums we got the ella fitzgerald christmas album that i didn't know was as good as it was going to be i was like listening to it and i was like oh this is actually the the version that i'm most familiar with of this song and the whole thing was really good and then what was the other one we got Ah, who cares? Um, so we did that, and then we went to um, there's a pizza shop. We got some pizza, 
and then we went to a really good donut shop and so um it was just it was fun just you know some family time um the pizza place had beer and cider so you know we we got some uh some of those and well one each of those i wasn't getting sloshed in midday on a saturday but um it, it was good it was a good time so sounds fun i mean pizza pizza's always good man you got you, you had me at pizza so yeah and the record store I, dude i used to live by a record store yeah. when i was in college it was awesome it was like a block away from me i didn't buy any That's but fun. i used to hang out in there <laughs> just like, just like why is this guy always here <laughs> yeah. i don't got a record player it was uh, the early 2000s, okay? Gosh. Okay. Uh, it wasn't, hit wasn't as trendy then. Yeah, it wasn't as trendy. I mean, you couldn't, you had to like go to the pawn shop to buy a record. Or record player, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, so. We've got, a, we've got a really good record shop bias. I'll, I'll plug them a little bit, even though they're not paying us. It's High Voltage Records in Tacoma. Check them out. They're, they're pretty good. That's cool. That's a cool name, actually. Um, yeah, so what did I do? Um, I am going to go the, since you did stuff with your family, um, I went on a, a little excursion down towards, um, I guess the neighborhood. It's like out by UW. Um, and I was on a houseboat, which is pretty cool, which is my a houseboat. Yeah. It's caveat. It's like my dream, um, living shelter is to live in a houseboat. And this is like a nice houseboat. So it's not like some shanty thing on a float. Um, but we went out there and, and did, it did Hanukkah uh, with, uh, my girlfriend's family. They are all of Jewish descent and, uh, they, it's oh. not my first Hanukkah. It's my second Hanukkah. Well, okay. That I participated in. I think I've had 30 plus Hanukkahs now, but, um, did that and that was pretty cool. It's, it's kind of cool to, you know, I, I grew up on Christmas and, and this is just a different, celebration the same time of year but it's at at the end of the day it's the same the same thought of enjoying the people around you and having food and being merry and it's just you know it's just a little little bit different so we did that that was pretty fun and just being out there on the water and and literally watching boats and and this time of year i didn't know this and you may or may not know this tyler but uh, along the water there out in front of UW, there's a lot of these boats that go by that have a bunch of Christmas lights all over them. And some of them are chartered for Christmas parties. So you have like a ah. bunch of drunk people with Santa Claus hats driving by <laughs> and you're just kind of watching them. I mean, they're like, you know, they're out in the middle of the sound kind of, you know, in that, in that, so they're not like right on your dock, but they're close enough that you can tell that they're people with Santa Claus hats. And uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of cool though. It, it, and it was, you know, it's kind of rainy right now and it was just, was, they had these big windows that just kind of look out in the water. It was, it was kind of chill. I, I had I had a good time. I could see sitting there having coffee and just chilling out. So I could see why people want to live on houseboats. Yeah, if you if you ever get one, you, I will probably stop by unexpectedly all the time. Um, Dude, and, I, and for I'm those... never getting one of those. They are so expensive. <laughs> they shouldn't be, but they're uh, friggin' expensive. Oh, uh, jeez, I believe it. I did a little bit of a. Before I got into the electrical trade, I did some uh, wood window maintenance. I worked for a wood window maintenance company, and we did some work on houseboats. And it was pretty cool. Like, some of them were, were really sweet. Like, they're small, and but 
it, it's it looks so fun yeah and uh they just get beat up though with all the salt water there yeah i know i wonder what the maintenance is but yeah again it just seems like such a cool life because you could throw a paddleboard off i could train you know paddling my surfboard if i really wanted to if i was feeling advantageous well let's be honest i'm too lazy to do that but um you know it's it, i like the idea of living on the water but yeah, so that's what yeah. we did this weekend, and um, it, it was pretty cool. So I think we both sounds good. overall had some good good adventures. Yeah, yeah. And and for those who don't know, UW is the University of Washington, oh, the yeah. Huskies. I should, I should probably Go dogs! If you don't know that, though, I mean, come on. Where are you, you living under a rock? Jeez. Well, well, I mean, it, it, this is an international podcast now, so we should probably explain our local gotta, lingo. Got to learn some other languages, too, then. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, cool. So well, let's move on. Let's, uh, I think this is actually going to be my favorite, favorite um, Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so it. excited for this segment. Yeah, this is a good one. This will be my... I mean, they're all going to be great, but this one I think is... I think Tyler really picked a good one on this one. So the next segment is we should learn something. Um, and we've each got five random articles, random topics to learn about and... Uh, you want me to go first on this one, Tyler? I think I should take this. Yeah, one. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain a little bit more before we get started. Okay, so basically, sorry. the way this segment works is that separately we prepare by going onto Wikipedia and clicking the random article button five times, and we write down those five articles that pop up, and we choose one, and we learn about it, and then we bring that information back to the podcast and teach you something because. Um, one of the things, work-life balance, we're, we're trying to stick to that. Uh, personal re- enrichment is is something that um, people should always strive to do. You should always try to better yourself, um, keep moving forward. Um, I think it, it creates a better life, um, at least. I, I don't always do it, but um, I find that when I do, I, I feel more fulfilled. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's just good for you. It's good for you. So Yeah, I agree. This will be a so fun one. we're we're trying to yeah we're trying to have some fun with it and uh, and learn something and just uh, be totally random. So well, Wikipedia random. Yeah, Wikipedia random. But we 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 found that uh, Wikipedia puts out some really just it's it's random to the point of they have everything on there and some of the stuff is just like okay really i don't yeah. really need to know about that so that's why we pulled up five and we get to pick one so nick do you want to start because yeah because my- and then it's cool because it could be five really bad ones you gotta pick the the best of the bad ones yeah yeah well or you know maybe you pick the wrong one and <laughs> yeah i think you, you might gotta- have I, I feel like you're i, I kind of feel like i picked the wrong one but i don't know man i didn't get great ones so <laughs> Well, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you get to be the judge of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the one thing, the one thing that we have to do is you you list the five, and then I have to try to guess which one you picked. Okay. And uh, there's no like award if I'm right or yeah, wrong, you don't get but anything. you know, we're, we're just having some fun. You get to get like the the winner of the week hat that is not real. Oh well, what if we both guess correctly? Oh, we'll have to have a sudden death five <laughs> article spinoff. Now, okay. well, I don't know if these rules later. Um, we right, can just so, both be winners. We can both be winners. Yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Okay. I guess let's right. do that, I guess. Um, all right, so number one, I got, I don't think I'm going to pronounce this right at all, but 
Yeah. It yeah. Is. Well, let's let's say beforehand, we're gonna pronounce some stuff wrong because no, these definitely. some of these articles are all over the place. Yep. This is Adenanthos Irie, <laughs> and, and <laughs> okay. I don't think it is. Doesn't even give me. A, it doesn't tell me how to pronounce it, which I thought was strange for Wikipedia. But yeah. Um. Basic. Oh, I'm not gonna. T- should I tell you what it is? Yeah. What? What? Just real quick. It's what? basically a shrub. Oh, it's a it's a plant. It's a okay. plant, yeah. Um, the second one was the British Columbia Film Classification Office. <laughs> okay. I feel like that kind of tells you okay. what that is already. Uh, the okay. third was <laughs> Estadio Farid Richa, which is a stadium. Okay. Is it like a... Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. It's a stadium in, in, in a Latin American country, probably. Correct, yes, yes. Okay. And then the fourth one is Sandansky Point, and that is Sandans- Sandansky Point. Yeah, and that not is... Sandusky Point, no, right? No, no, Sandansky. Okay. I, okay. I, there's a couple times when I looked it up too. I was actually typing in Sandusky though, so that's a common. I feel like it's a common thing. But um, he was the yeah. We don't need yeah, to get into him. He's him, no. problematic. We're, we're All right. Talk about that guy. Um, and then. The last one was Brazilian Nights, but I must put out there that Wait, it was Brazilian Nights. Did you say Nights. Brazilian? Yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian Nights. Nights. Kenny G. Oh, that though. sounds it hot. It was a Kenny G album. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> that, went, that went cold fast. Yeah, that one, I I, won't, I wanted to do that one for sure. So, I'm like, I'm, But which one do you think I did? It Was that five? That's five, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh the the I'll say the British Columbia Film Classification. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that one. I, okay. I ended up doing. I mean, the Kenny G one was. I I wanted to do it just because when I realized it was Kenny G, I felt like I should probably do this one. You know, he's from Seattle. Oh, I didn't know that. He went to Garfield High School. I should have. I should have did that one then. I, I well, okay. I think Garfield. I think he went to Garfield High School. I mean, even if he's just from Seattle, I didn't. I didn't even know that much. Well, he went to high school in Seattle. I'm, I think I guessed on the high school. I might be wrong. But yeah, he's from here. Okay. Well, I shout ended up going with uh, shout out to Kenny G. I, w- I went up with uh, Sandansky Point is what I decided to choose. Uh, I almost guessed that one. And the reason being, I, I feel like a lot of them weren't very good. It, with Kenny G being okay. the funniest one. But I mean, British Columbia Film Classification Office, what do you think they do? They classify films, probably. Yeah, like rated R, all that kind of stuff. That's. Yeah, it's just it wasn't it wasn't great. So <sighs> I went with Sandansky Point, which also I mean it it's fine, but it, it wasn't wasn't all it's cracked it to be. Basically, Sandansky Point is a point on um, an island or, or on Antarctica, actually. Oh. Yeah, and it, there's nothing really exciting about it, at least that I could find, uh, except for that. It kind of ties back to a Bulgarian um, town in which a re- revolutionary named Yane Sandansky was from. And so this town in Bulgaria, which is like the southwestern corner of Bulgaria, was named after this revolutionary. And this point was for some reason named after him in Antarctica. Huh. I couldn't really find out why exactly, but... Yeah, that that's what it was. So I kind of looked a little bit more into the town of Sandansky just because it was named after this guy, and um, oh. it's kind of cool. It's it, it's this little Mediterranean type town in Bulgaria that 
is about a hundred or twenty kilometers from Greece, and about a hundred kilometers away from the Aegean Sea. So they have a pretty mild climate. It's just one of those cool kind of European towns that you see with all the old kind of what is it, the terracotta roofs, and and it doesn't get super cool, yeah. it doesn't get super hot there, and know, it's just kind of it's this, probably beautiful. Yeah, it's, and and I was after after looking into, it, I was like, you know, maybe I want to go to Sandansky. This kind of looks like a cool spot because I mean, no one's <laughs> I ever, on a vacation there. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard about it, and why not? So. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the bullet points of, of what I got. It's not a very big area. It's only like ten point three three square miles. The city's not too, super big. It's it's like forty thousand people in the urban area. It's it's nothing. It's I don't think it's it's not like a tourist spot in terms of there's any landmarks to go to. You know, it's not. It doesn't have like the Leading Tower of Pisa or anything like that. But it's a uh, it, the pictures look cool, <laughs> and so. That's so good. if if you're looking to vacation in the Mediterranean area, um, maybe look at San, Sandansky because it's it's probably not very high profile. After, you after probably get a more authentic Island, experience. Yeah, after yeah. Antarctica, dude, and being on Sandansky Point, you're like, man, this is too cold. I want to go someplace warmer. Perfect. Sounds great. All right, my turn. Yeah, I'm looking for. I hope yours is. I hope your five were better. Oh, I'm dude, I have nice. I have a blockbuster mm-hmm. of one. Okay, you ready? I bet you that's one. You it's, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be obvious off the off the bat here. So I had to do some research to get to the good stuff. But so my five Wikipedia articles were the first one is Kutsik, and I know this. I'm pronouncing this right because it actually had a pronunciation help in there. But this is a village in Poland. Oh, okay. Okay. The next one is Bardal. Which is a village in India. I'm getting. Villages, I got a couple of villi- villages, villages off the bat. Yes, the next one is Hiram Bingham the Third, who was a United States senator from Connecticut in the 20s. The next one is Midlands Prison, which is a medium security prison in Ireland. And the next one is El Tortuguero, a municipality off the eastern coast of Nicaragua. Which one do you think that I chose? To, oh, to, man, uh, I think it's one of the, the the two last ones, and I'm gonna go with the the prison in Ireland, Midlands Prison. It was actually a very short article, uh, so I didn't I didn't choose oh. it because I was like, if it's this short, it's not gonna be interesting. I didn't even read it, so I went with actually Hiram Bingham the Third, oh, United did. States Senator from Connecticut in the 20s, and you're gonna learn all about Mr. Bingham. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so I wrote a lot of this out. I have like two pages of notes, so this is going to take a while. I'll try to go quickly. Though. Oh, but dude, do you like int- the, the main, the main stuff, the big? Dude, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's good stuff in here. Okay, so he was born in Hawaii in 1875, and the grandson of Hiram Bingham the first, who was the leader of the first group of American Protestant missionaries to introduce Christianity to the Hawaiian Islands. Now, I did some quick research on Grandpa Bingham that I was hoping would reveal a loving. And just mis- and, and just missionary who was always kind and not at all oppressive, no. which was not entirely the case. Unfortunately, he he was able to convert. Uh, I'm going to try this here. Queen Kaahumanu. Mm-hmm. Now she was the favorite wife of King Kamehameha, which everybody knows. King Kamehameha. He's like the guy that's on the coin and like the big Hawaiian king, right? Yeah, he's the guy. And 
Yeah, so this missionary was able to convert uh, the queen and six of the other chiefs initially, which quickly led to the outlawing of prostitution and drunkenness, uh, much to the chagrin of the shipping and foreign communities that were in Hawaii at the time. Um, Now, this was just kind of a fun police move, but not necessarily something I would consider oppressive. Um, But something he did later on would be what I consider to be a skid mark on the underwear of his legacy. (laughs) Uh, This next paragraph is directly from the Wikipedia page because I I didn't want to summarize it. This is just what it is. So this is all his grandpa still. Uh, Bingham used his influence with Queen Ka'ahumanu to instigate a strongly anti-Catholic policy in Hawaii, considerably impeding the work of the French Catholic missionary Alexis... Bachelot and resulting in decades of persecution of Hawaiians who were converted to Catholicism. This was motivated by opposition to the spread of French influence in Hawaii as well by the religious Protestant Catholic rivalry and enmity. So basically like he convinced the queen that Catholics are horrible people. So they persecuted Catholics for decades just because he didn't like the French and there was a rivalry between the Christians and the Catholics. Like, Which I mean, it a really? War. Yeah, it was like, come on, like, you guys are, you're, you guys are both on like the Jesus team. Just like, wh- why are you fighting? Like, what's yeah. going on here? And, granted, <laughs> granted, the Protestants and, and the Catholics don't get along. Um, they disagree on a lot of stuff, but I feel like, is it really? Anyway, so Grandpa Bingham wasn't that great. So. um a little bingham how is he i just wanted yeah well i just i had i feel like it it, so that's just why our subject here in bingham the third a white protestant male came to be born and raised in hawaii i i felt like that needed some explanation because this is this is like very early so like uh late 1800s yeah when you said 1800s and he was born in hawaii i was i was kind of taken aback yeah, so I, I felt like it needed to be explained why he was even there in the first Thanks. place. So thank you. So I'll, I'll try to speed things up here because um, I don't want to make this entire podcast about the Bingham family. But um, so he moved back to the states in his teenage years, or to the continental states in his teenage years, to complete his education. He graduated from Phillips Academy in Massachusetts in 1894, earned a bachelor's degree from Yale in 1898, and then a degree from UC Berkeley in 1900, where he took. Excuse me. One of the first courses in Latin American history ever offered in the United States. Now, Wikipedia didn't say this, but I'm speculating that this course piqued an interest in him that would ultimately make him significant enough to have a Wikipedia article about him. But we'll get to that soon enough. Um, After UC Berkeley, he went. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. Okay. After I'm excited. This is interesting. It gets good. Oh, it's so good. So, okay, after UC Berkeley, he went on to Harvard, where he earned a PhD in 1905. So, basically, at this point in his life, he's just, he's an academic. He's just a habitual college education addict, which, you know, if you can afford it, go for it. That's that's right. great. Um, but he would go on to be considered one of the pioneers of teaching and research on Latin American history in the U.S. Now, when he received his Ph.D. from Harvard, they didn't even have anybody that was qualified to do his exams because they didn't have a Latin American history specialist. So they had to bring over a professor from Yale to do this. This professor, Edward Gaylord Bourne, would later be replaced by Bingham after Bourne's untimely death in 1907. So eventually, uh, Bingham replaced Bourne at Yale as the Latin American 
history specialist. Mm. So now, now Bingham spent a lot of time trying to further Latin American research and went on to lead research ex- expeditions. And here's the, here's the big one to me, at least this is the most significant thing he did. He is credited with making publicly known the existence of Machu Picchu in Peru. What? Now there are many claims. Yeah. So this guy basically told the world about Machu Picchu. So there are many claims to who discovered it, but Bingham is the one who introduced it to the world. Other people claim to have known about it and a few even hiked up to it, but Bingham was the first to understand the historical significance of it. Huh. So, yeah, so it's it's kind of a big deal. There's like a the switchback highway um, that goes up to Machu Picchu that they take tourists up there now on is called uh, the Hiram Bingham Highway. Okay, so, so that's why when you said his name, I felt I've heard this before. And then I just yeah, assumed that so, I didn't know what I was talking about, but that that makes sense now. Yeah. So, but he he has he did some other things, and I I'm going to talk about a little bit of his his political career because there's something that leads to. I'll, I'll continue. So. He later served in the military. He was a lieutenant governor of Connecticut and then served in the United States Senate for the state of Connecticut. Now, he was initially elected to fill a vacancy left by Senator Frank B. Frank B. Brandigy, or Brandigy, I, I don't know, who, while in office, committed suicide by sucking on the unlit end of a gas light on the third floor bathroom of his home. Apparently, he was in ill health and had lost most of his fortune through bad investments. Wait, so Bingham did this? No, no, no. This uh, the guy he replaced. The, the guy he replaced committed suicide Gosh, by yeah. sucking on a gaslight. Hmm. So, so Bingham awful. served in the U.S. Senate for eight years, which isn't really that long. Um, from 1925 to 1933. In 1929, Bingham got himself into a little bit of trouble with the rest of the Senate. Now, this next part, um, I didn't really know how to paraphrase, so I'm going to read directly from the Wikipedia article. So, the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee investigated an arrangement between Bingham, his clerk, and a lobbyist who agreed to pass information onto Bingham's office after executing a plan that was irregular even by the standards of his day. Bingham took his clerk off duty, paid paid the clerk's salary to the lobbyist, and then allowed the lobbyist to attend as a Senate staffer to close meetings of the finance committee's deliberations on tariff oh, legislation. Started it all. Yeah. So basically this guy like paid the lobbyists and like pretended the lobbyist was like an assistant, like employee staffer so that he could be in on the meetings, oh. which is totally not cool. So the initial ruling of the Judiciary Subcommittee was a condemnation of Bingham's scheme, but recommended no formal Senate action. So subsequently, Bingham decided to label the subcommittee's inquiry as a partisan witch hunt, provoking further Senate interests, which eventually led to a resolution of censure that passed on November 4th, 1929. So this is... This sounds all um, too familiar. Yeah, uh, dude, it's just rampant. And it's I think it's just always been this way. So... No, I, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't involved. Yeah, it was, he probably started Born everything. Born in paradise and comes and ruins our democratic it wasn't really paradise, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, went from being born in Hawaii, bringing Machu Picchu to the world. Which, if you don't know what Machu Picchu is, look into it. It's amazing. Yeah, just look look into it. Report back. So yeah, let us know. Send us an email. Um, more <laughs> tickets to Machu Picchu. Oh, so, 
I, I looked in. I was like, oh, well, what's a censure? I was like, that sounds serious. I looked into it a little bit here. It's actually not serious at all. Um, it's basically a formal uh, rebuke. They basically say, like, we don't approve of what you did. And this is we're putting it on the record that we don't like what you did. And so I, I went to the article on censure to, to kind of learn more about it. And it gave a chronology of censure in United States politics. It was actually pretty sparse. Um, uh, some early ones were uh, Andrew Jackson, and then it like goes to Joseph McCarthy, which you know was the big Red Scare guy, um, senator from Wisconsin in the fifties. Um, and then there wasn't a whole lot until like the eighties, and then a whole bunch in the two thousands. Um, like Lindsey Graham's been censured. Mark Sanford, I don't know if you remember him. He was the guy who disappeared and they thought he was on the Appalachian Trail, but he's actually in South America with his mistress. And um, hmm. yeah, Lindsey Graham's actually on here a few times. Um, and then, well, yeah, the latest one, the, yeah, the latest entry in the chronology is that uh, a group of Democrats in the House of Representatives. Now, I'm just saying this is the latest one. Um, but it was August 2017, so it was a while ago. They, uh, a group of Democrats in the represent House of Representatives introduced a bill to censure President Donald J. Trump. Uh, it hasn't moved say. forward. It hasn't moved forward, but it was in the aftermath of the Charlottesville Unite the Right rally. They were pretty embarrassed by some things he said, as were the majority of the country. So... Yeah. Too bad that didn't go anywhere, but it probably wouldn't have meant anything anyway because censure seems, from what I can tell, to be just a kind of worthless procedure that just, it's a slap on the wrist. So, yeah. Geez, man, yours is yeah. way more intense than mine. I didn't. Yeah, I, I think I just, I just hit on one that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So I'm not sure that every week's. Uh, we should learn something is going to be quite that in depth. So well, that's um, a good way to kick it off though. I like it. Yeah. So we'll kick it off with a blockbuster. Well done. So I think, so, you, I think you get this one this week. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you I win. A, I win. I'm going to give you the winner's hat. Well, actually, you know what? You win because you get to learn something with, that's do, true. without having to do all the research. So that's right. And you get the listeners win. So everybody go look up Machu Picchu because it's amazing and uh, give a little bit of credit to this guy for, yeah, just give a little bit of credit to this guy for knowing that it was important. And eh, I don't know. I want, I don't want to say forget about his transgressions in the Senate, but eh, we'll, we'll let that slide for now. Um, So the next segment we're going to attack here is now I'm going to need your help on this one. This one's a little less serious. Um, at least for, for this episode. Um, but this segment's called We Should Solve a Problem because how are we going to tie this into work-life balance? Uh, let's say... Uh, it doesn't need to be tr- work-life balance, though, does it? Uh, no, but I think we should solve a problem. Like, well, let's try to better the world around us because if everybody did that, then you know what? We would probably have more work-life balance and the world would be a better place and, you know, whatever. So... The, the way the segment works is one of us brings a problem, whether it be a serious problem or not so serious problem, to the podcast, and we try to discuss a solution. Now, 
my solution is a very selfish one and i don't know if everybody has this has this problem or if it's just me but i'm calling it the forgot to get a shopping cart guilt trip now when i go to the the grocery store or you know a a store and i'm like okay i just need a couple of things like i'm not gonna grab a cart and then you grab those couple things and then you start to remember other things that you need or you You don't need get a phone call from your significant other that's like hey can you pick up this or whatever so you you're like okay this is kind of more stuff than i can carry i need to get a cart so you have this handful of items now that you have not purchased but you need a cart but the carts are on the other side of the the door to the store it's the worst like and so you're like you kind of like okay do i just like set this stuff down like wherever or do i try to just run for the shopping cart and like get tackled by a security car that thinks i'm shoplifting or like this is definitely like a what like a third world what's the first world problem what they call that first world problem it's yeah. a first world problem definitely this is definitely a first world problem it's and it really just has to do with the fact that I'm not a bad person, and I don't want anybody to think even for a second that I'm a bad person. Okay, (laughs) I know last episode I killed a bunch of people on airplanes, but... For to make money. For money. Okay, that actually does make it worse that I did it for (laughs) money, but... (laughs) If you um, did it for fun, it'd be different, but since you did it for money, it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you you know, I... uh, So, anyway, basically... I, what can we do? What can, what can grocery stores do to eliminate this like very awkward, uncomfortable situation? Because I feel like can we just keep the shopping carts inside the store? I mean, that's I mean they they need the space obviously for the stuff that they're selling, but um, wait, it's just they do have them in the store. Well, what store are you going to? You know, Safeway. Well, they might have baskets inside, but no, they got, they're still they close carts. to the door. Yeah, they're right by the door, but they're yeah. they're inside. Yeah, but like I still feel bad when I'm walking towards them with things that I haven't paid for. Oh, because I don't. it's so close to the door, dude. I've done that with even with a basket because I put it by the door and I have I got some produce in my hand. I was like, oh, I guess I need a basket now, and I'll walk over there. And I think a little bit of me kind of is is always wondering like they're watching me on the camera. Are they gonna think I'm gonna walk out? They're probably putting money down like watch this guy run, and I just go get a basket. And I just let them down. So it's kind of fun for me in that respect. Oh, I see. You turned it into a, I'm going to play the part and let them down. Like, get get them a little bit of a Yeah, because in my head, I'm just jump. getting a cart or I'm just getting a basket. Like, I don't I don't care. But if someone's watching me and they're worried about me running out, they're probably thinking, oh, well, this guy's probably going to run. So it's it's a little game for me to play. It makes, a little, it makes me feel like I'm alive <laughs> when I'm at the grocery store. Well, now I just feel, now I just feel kind of stupid because... That, no, no, we can solve this problem for you. We can solve this problem. For you, you. I think you've solved it. That's like a way better idea. Like, why don't I just do that? Right, like, well, make it a, make a game out of it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I make a, I make a game out of way too many things in life, though. So I really wouldn't follow that habit. But in in this in this instance, I think it's a good one. Maybe I should actually sprint towards it to like, <laughs> Stop try to sell it all of a sudden and just put your stuff in the and basket just... and walk back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that security tape. That'd be great. Oh, jeez. Okay, okay, well, I guess well, that's, uh, that's problem, it. We solved problem it. Problem solved. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, do we have time for another segment, or are we? 
I think, you know, I think we're done. I think that's it. I think we. I, I think we've gone as far as we can go tonight. Yeah. Wow. Unless you've that got something for the next segment, because I do not. No, I, I don't think I do. Um, the only thing I have left that I didn't tell you about is I have a sign off now. What does that so mean? So you know. Oh, well, gotcha. You know, like when we say goodbye. So when real when real podcasts end like they have a sign off that they always use and i have a good one nice. because i think part of our philosophy at here at we should start a podcast is very philosophical. um uh, and no we just we, <laughs> we just anyway so I, I think that we just we think that people should just live their lives that in in ways that are enriching to them and don't like don't chase don't chase the dollar chase chase it enough to do what you want to do so find something that fulfills you and find a way to get there and don't step on people on the way and just be good to each other yeah like leave, leave your mark like what do you want to be known for whether that's you know helping dogs at a shelter or raising your kids or you know whatever it's not about the money right right and so um as my sign off this is going to be it. Are you ready? Dude, I cannot wait. All right. This is, I feel like now, I'm on camera right now. I'm going to run out the door. <laughs> In the words of William S. Preston Esquire and Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other. Oh, so nice. <laughs>